0: Colossians chapter 1, as we cover the miracles of Christmas for the month of December, uh, what we're looking at this morning is the miracle of the method, the miracle of the method. Uh, you know, the encyclopedia of Jewish medical ethics tells us that the average weight of a Jewish newborn was about 7 pounds 3 ounces, All right? Now when speaking about the Messiah, Isaiah says this in chapter 53 verse 2, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. You know, uh, Jesus' mother, Mary, of course, was, was Jewish. She was from the line of David. And even though Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, there's still no need for us to imagine that somehow he was any different than any other Jewish child born at that time that he was approximately 7-pound, 3-ounce baby. Now, that's small-ish by today's standards. Our youngest daughter, who's just barely 5 foot, was 10 pounds when she was born. Let's pray she doesn't hear this recording, or I'm going to pay for that for a while. When we look in the manger, that's, that's, that's what we see, right? A small baby. God's son, yes, but still a, a, a small baby. And it's good to remember his, uh, his smallness, um, that, he was just, that he was just like us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17 says, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Indeed, we, we need this baby to be like any other baby, and so much more than just any other baby in hebrews chapter five verse uh, i'm sorry chapter four verse 15 it says for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin now the smallness of the baby is the means by which deity god can identify with humanity uh, it's like us in every way. I mean, a baby who needed to be fed, he needed to be burped, he needed to be bathed, he needed to be changed, carried, rocked to sleep. One who was come 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 able to completely identify with with all of our weaknesses. I mean, he even knows what it's like to be tempted to face temptation. The small baby in the manger. He was cute, small, one of us. But it's also important that we keep, uh, keep perspective. That we don't, um, we don't fixate on the manger and make our Jesus too small. I mean, it's not a baby that was crucified for your sins. Now, to see why we can't make Jesus too small or leave him in the manger, if you're in Colossians chapter 1... I want you to find verse 9. We're going to read from verse 9 down to verse 23. Colossians chapter 1 beginning in verse 9 says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Uh, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his, his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins." who is the image of the, of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. For he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister." When you read these verses, specifically verses fifteen to twenty, it is impossible to come to the conclusion that we should fixate on a small, on a baby Jesus. I mean, the son is the image of the invisible God. Uh, Genesis one twenty-seven says that it says, "So God created man in His own image; in the image of God created He them." So, so we we are the image bearers of God. Uh, Jesus is that, but, but, but he is more than that. Jesus wasn't created in the image of God. He is the image of God. Now, when you look at us as image bearers, you see, you see sin. You see, you see brokenness. You see helplessness. You see failure. You see, and you can just insert whatever word there that best describes your life. But when you look at Christ as the image of God, you see Jesus who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, Hebrews 1.3. So we see in him his fullness of love. We see the fullness of his power. We see the fullness of his wisdom. We see the fullness of his authority. There is a uniqueness that Jesus has. It's a uniqueness that is tied to his position. The firstborn over all creation. And, and as a place of position, we might start to think that, well, all right, yeah, he's first in existence or first in line. And while that is true, the, the biblical concept of firstborn has a lot more to it than that. Let me read you two scriptures. One is Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. Um, where the lord is speaking about the nation of israel says israel is my son even even my firstborn in psalm 89 verse 27 says i will appoint him speaking of david my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth so firstborn is not that he didn't exist and now he does and 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 others are going to follow later but but firstborn is an appointment of status it's, it's an appointment of privilege or, or position. It's first in preeminence. When we went through the book of Colossians in Sunday school, I taught you a Greek word, prototokos. You remember that? It's like first in authority, first in, first in firstness, almost. Positionally, Jesus stands in authority over all creation, making every aspect of creation under his power, under his rule, under his authority, and under his control. As Jesus exercises his rule and authority and power over all of creation, he uses it in very specific ways. One verse we read this morning says, "...for by him were all things created." That are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Paul is outlining the extent of Jesus' comprehensive authority in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, supernatural and natural beyond imagination and, 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 and things unseen to us as well as, as things that, that we can touch, we can smell, we can taste, we can hear. Distances so far beyond our solar system we can't fathom them and the things that are so close are just a breath away. So He talks about thrones, the seats of power in, in the angelic world, the seats of power in our world, whether they're good or evil. And he talks about powers, the institutions, the mechanisms which seek to persuade us. Materialism, technology, me generational ideology, undercurrents of philosophy, whether they're good or evil. Then rulers, these are the individuals who have power. Maybe they're dictators. Maybe they're company directors. Maybe they're charismatic entrepreneurs, political leaders people with undescribable amounts of money and influence, whether they're good or whether they're evil. Speaks of authorities, ruling bodies which have been given the right to make decisions that impact other people. Those installed by democracy or those in, 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 in installed by disorder, uh, governments, educational institutions, social structures, again, whether they're good evil it's heaven it's earth it's visible it's invisible it's thrones it's powers it's rulers it's authorities every single aspect of creation that we can name or that we can identify or that we can label what we can think about all of it has been covered and it is all in him in Christ it is all created All of these aspects of creation under his authority. In every one of these environments and situations and forces, Jesus has absolute supremacy. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 and 21 it says which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come that is your Jesus. It is all in him and it is all through him through his power, through his might, through his creative word that speaks and it all comes into being, the divine accomplishment where in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We heard part of it read here, John chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. In the beginning was the word, that's Jesus. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made that's that little baby Jesus and you know it's all for him too what is creation about creation's about Christ ultimately Jesus is the reason for everything it ain't about you and me we are not that important you know we've joked about it often but when they find the center of the universe there's going to be a lot of disappointed people and they find out it's not them okay all the existence of everything is at the pleasure of christ god the son ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 it says and hath put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church christ is the unique agent this little baby that we celebrate this time of year he is the unique agent of creation he is prior to he is before pre-existent to creation he is the reason for creation and in between all of this he holds all of creation together all it takes is his word In one way or another, all creation finds their identity in Christ. Whether we want to or not, whether we accept it or not, we all take our continuous existence at his pleasure, by his design. See, Jesus is the one who brings coherence, meaning, value, or purpose to your life. You look at the manger, there, there, there is a miracle, evidence of the miracle taking place. The method of salvation that makes absolute uh, supremacy, authority, power, the fullness of creation in him, through him, and for him, all of that takes place right there. And it is all there lying in the manger, this little seven-pound, three-ounce baby. I want you in your mind's eye to, to, to think about that. That, that. that little baby in the, in the manger, it's, it, do, you, do, you, do you leave him there? Is that all your Jesus is, is this little child in the manger? Are you asking yourself, is, is, is my Jesus too small? You know, we might be hanging on to things that we ought to let go of. Maybe we're like a monkey with his hand caught in a jar. And that's where they used to catch monkeys. They were caught in colonial times using a calabash, and it's a bottle-shaped gourd with a narrow opening. Um, and as I, I don't know why, but as I was studying this, I actually had a dream of, of a calabash, and, and I said it was with my dad down in South Carolina. We don't have monkeys in South Carolina, so I don't know why that dream happened. But anyways, they would use this. The food's placed in this empty calabash gourd, and the monkey comes along, reaches his hand in, grabs the food, And now the fist of the monkey is too big to come out of the jar. The monkey's so fixated on the food that he cannot release it. And he fights and he pulls and he tugs. Uh, But the very thing that is keeping him trapped is the thing that he will not let go of. And then the captors come and it's easy just to grab up this trapped, trapped monkey. If you have a Jesus that is too small, then you may be like this monkey in a jar. With his hand in the jar, you have these aspects or ambitions of your life that you're desperately trying to hang on to. Maybe it's your identity; it might be your status. Maybe it's some blame from your past, some some guilt, uh, some 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 guilt-ridden decision. Something that 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 Jesus wants to free you from, and you just can't let go of it. Maybe. Maybe it's that you're too proud to seek help or too determined to be humble. I mean, you... You see what Jesus has to offer. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give you identity. He'll, he'll, he'll give you status. Uh, he'll, he'll take the guilt and the shame and the blame away from you. He has the grace for you to be humble. You hear it. You know it. There's even a sense where you really want to believe it. But, but because your Jesus is too small, you don't believe that Jesus is going to be enough for you. You don't see that Jesus can take any aspect of creation, anything that you might be hanging on to and say, you don't need to fixate on that. Because Jesus says, I have it fully under control. See, in, in Jesus, you can be more than conquerors. Actually, Romans chapter 8, you are more than conquerors in Christ. It says, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. The creation, which is in Christ through Christ and for Christ nothing can separate you from that unless your Jesus is too small there's something you're not willing to let go of and allow him to free you from or maybe you're like uh, Marlon from Finding Nemo you remember that movie dumb little movie Marlon was always afraid well okay he's a he's a fish so I guess we'd let him be afraid right Right at the beginning of the movie, this barracuda comes and kills his wife and all but one egg, and it's incredibly sad when an animated fish can't swim anymore. Right? I always wondered what marlin might taste like with a little butter and garlic. I just, <laughs> just wondering, you know. Marlin, he feared the reef. Uh, he 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 feared the bigger fish. Uh, he feared any adventure. He'd rather stay in his little anemone. If you've left Jesus in that manger if you forget how big your Jesus is then you can end up acting a lot like Marlon if your Jesus still sleeps in a manger it's no wonder you doubt his power you fear you doubt you get anxious you second-guess you backtrack you procrastinate everything is a crisis everything is a drama everything is a catastrophe You place yourself at the whims of what other people think or what other people say. You question yourself every moment. You doubt your worth. You doubt your value. You question your own character. You wonder if there's any possible way your life can amount to anything. Well, if you're thinking like that, we have to ask, is your Jesus too small? Or do you see the power? Do you see the authority of Jesus that is, that is going to bring you through anything he leads you through? Listen to First John chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. It says, God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect or complete, that, that, that we may have boldness in the day of, of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. Verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. Now, in the day of final judgment, okay, I mean, th- this is the final judgment. This is when we get the new heaven and the new earth, okay? Uh, when, when, when everything is made new, the new heavens and new earth, if Jesus can give us confidence when we're there at that time, can't he give you confidence now? In whatever aspect of your life you're facing problems. Not if your Jesus is too small. You might be like the preschool child who was uh, you know, going to preschool for the first day. After that time, you know, you just spend time at home with mom. And, and mom's kind of all you know. Mom gave you all of her attention. And she cuddled you. And she cared for you. And she loved you. And as far as you were concerned, it was all you and everything about you. And it's all going to be you for the rest of your life then you go to preschool right very quickly very distressingly you realize that you are not the center of the universe maybe the center of mom's universe but not everybody else's And there's a whole world of other people out there who get attention a whole another set of people that have cares that need attending to if you have a small Jesus that can be your life where where Jesus has become you know just just mine He's just mine, my Savior, my Lord, my King, my Redeemer. And while that's all true, all right, from the foundation of the world, you are known. Salvation will be because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But what about all the other kids that didn't have the mom? those on the playground that are standing on the edge of the sandbox because nobody's invited them to come in and play, or, or, or the one that's afraid to try the Legos because they've been told their entire lives that they're worthless and they're useless and they're never going to amount to anything. If your Jesus is too small, you are going to be like that kid? Or is your Jesus the one who has the power and authority and might to be over and through and in everything is he big enough for him to bring you along and say to you let's stand together at the door of this person's heart i'll knock okay and and be, be, because people will answer and 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 we can do something you and me jesus says See, in the manger, there, 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 there is the miracle, the method of salvation that takes absolute supremacy. It takes absolute authority. It takes absolute power, the absolute fullness of creation, and wraps it in this little seven-pound, three-ounce baby. And he does it. He wraps it up as a gift. Well, a gift for who? He tells us. says he is the head of the body, the church. The place and power and rulership and authority which Jesus has has over the universe is now concentrated in this church and every other true church of Jesus Christ. Christ and Christ alone holds this position. It's the body, the church, the people. Christ identifies with it all. See, he is the CEO of creation. He's the CEO of this church. There is no one but him that is more qualified. No one who has invested more time and more energy and more sacrifice than he into the lives of his people. His spirit. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, his spirit lives in you. His image is stamped on you and his power flows through you. Now this time of year, we spend, we spend a lot of time looking at that baby in a manger. And when we... Look into the manger. Yes, we need to see the humanity of Christ, but we must not forget the deity, the power, the authority, the might, the majesty of God the Son in that manger. You know, there is nothing that you can go through, have gone through, or will go through that he cannot be there and walk you through. You set your eyes on him in faith. And stop thinking so small. That Jesus you have trusted with your soul, you can trust with everything else in your life. You wonder at the miracle of the method that Jesus used to save your souls from the power, the penalty, and later the presence of sin, is this little child in the manger. But he is so very much more than just a child in a manger. When you see that child, make sure that you see Jesus Christ, God the Son, eternally existent. All-powerful. completely accessible to the likes of us that needs to be your Jesus just stand with your heads bowed and eyes closed Father we want to thank you again for this time but we thank you for your wisdom Lord the uh, the majesty of your wisdom in tenting yourself in flesh becoming one of us that you might be our representative both as our sacrifice and our high priest our savior and our king Father this is a busy time for a lot of us and I pray that your spirit would slow us down that we consider that while you did perform this miracle of placing our Savior in humanity, that he always has been and always will be so much more. Father, help us not to look at Jesus and think of him as too small, but absolutely sufficient and beyond sufficient for every need that we have and therefore deserving because he is God of every bit of our love and devotion and worship father help us to that end we pray in jesus name amen Amen. mike would you come ahead